Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. Well, today we have an actual, real-life working actor on the show. She <laughs> is going to be bringing you her experience, how she got to where she is, how it is that she can do what she does. And a lot of times, I say on the show, and you've heard me say it many times, our experience will be different. The journey is individual. But we have to learn from other people's experiences as well. And I believe that when you listen to these shows and you're hearing everyone's experiences, you can take those nuggets of wisdom and use them to your benefit. And today we have Lisa Cole on the line. Hey, Lisa, how you doing? Hi, Anne. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, what a warm welcome, working actor. Those are the <laughs> most complimentary words you could ever say to any actor. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It. And you know, I, I, you know, the thing about being a working actor, and I, and I'm, I'm going to let you respond to this, but I, I know that a working actor, unlike a big time celebrity, you know, who's got scripts coming in and they just handpick what they want to do, a working actor is someone that some. Sometimes you're not working, but you, yeah. <laughs> but you, but generally, generally you are working in the industry. And I want to hear before we hear about what you're doing now, which is very important. I want to hear how you got your start. How young were you? And when did you know you wanted to do this? Give us your story. It's so crazy because, you know, <clears throat> I don't, I'm from uh, a suburb of Detroit and I didn't have any actor family members. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know any actors. All I could do was see what was on my black and white television with a tinfoil <laughs> on the end, <laughs> you know, and that luckily was Carol Burnett and oh, Lucille yeah. Ball and oh, all yeah. those fantastic. And I watched a lot of variety shows, you know, Sonny and Cher and Donnie Marie. I grew up completely in love with Donnie. Oh, but just me too, note. me too. Anyway. <laughs> oh, we're the same. <laughs> and, um, but I, um, I don't know. Other than watching Bewitched and I Dream of Genie yeah, and yeah. just the magic that came off the screen, I was just like, somehow I started, you know, like rounding up neighborhood kids and saying, okay, what, what can you do? Can you do something? We're going to have a show. <laughs> and you're like, let's go. And we rehearsed really? and it was ridiculous and we'd make up songs. Uh, I think I sang, do you know the way to San Jose oh. on my railing at oh. one of them? We charged a nickel. Oh we have parents God. come and sit there and watch. And, um, I, you know, oh. we did a lot more rehearsing than, rehearsing than actually putting on the show. But, um, yeah. you know, it was just, that was all we had. We just had our imaginations. But it's it. all experience. I love that no one I've ever, uh, let me tell you what, I've interviewed a lot of people. And <laughs> I have never had someone tell me that, the, the, that they got started by getting the community of, of <laughs> kids together and doing shows. 
in the neighborhood. Yeah. And like you said, you were rehearsing, but that's experience. I love it. Keep going. Yeah, Tell me more. I should put that on my resume. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, also, when I was another young uh, experience I had, I, I don't I don't even remember this. This is just a story from my mother because I think I was like four. Uh-huh. But at my aunt and uncle's wedding, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I stood up on a chair and told everyone to be quiet. And I had a song to sing. <laughs> my mom was horrified in the corner going, oh, my God. Now, I wish we had a video of this because oh. I would really pay a lot of money for that. But uh, I told everyone, be quiet. Um, here you go. And, I'm good, and I made up a song about the bride's wedding dress, which was velvet, white velvet. Oh. And I've asked my mom, like, do you remember any of it? Can you sing any of it oh to me? Gosh. And she's like, I don't remember. It was just about white velvet. I was like, oh, my God. Well, now, yeah, now I have to ask you, you obviously, you're telling us that when you were a young child, you had improvisational abilities <laughs> and you were doing yeah, this. So what 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 did you do with your improvisation? Like, uh, don't go too far into your career, but I want to know, like, in the beginning, how did you use that? Well, just I, I didn't. If you can believe oh, no. it, I didn't. I completely. I I mean, whether I was using it just instinctively or yes. not, I guess is one thing. Yeah. But not until I moved to Los Angeles, which is years later. Yeah. Did someone say, "What are you doing? You need to be yeah. at the ground links." Yep. And I was yep. like, um what and that was terrifying to me but yeah so it wasn't so much later and that is really key in my journey so wow and i want to hear about that that. but i will tell i want to tell the audience too because we have a lot of young actors who listen to the show to get their kind of footing and to and to get tips and advice and i will say this the fact that you were improvisational that you had those skills as a kid they played in every single thing you did from there on out uh and mm-hmm. to me improvisation the bill the ability to do that naturally to me is the biggest gift you had i will tell you that i feel that thanks yeah i i have to agree with you now i didn't yes. know at the time but wow it's yeah. it changed me as a person right and definitely my acting career now what did you do then let's move ahead how did you embark upon your career well, you know, back then it wasn't like it is now. No. You couldn't just act from anywhere. It, mm-hmm. I was in Detroit, man. I was nothing. <laughs> I mean, maybe you'd, there might be a couple of industrials about cars. You know, I'm customer number two. Oh, that's funny. This, can she be drunk? Can she be drunk yeah, customer yeah. number two? No. Yeah. No fun at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I was happy to be on sets. And there was wardrobe and hair and makeup. And it was very exciting. But sure. um, I found out, and I'm not even sure how I found out about this woman. And this was just after high school. Uh-huh. I found about the, about this teacher that was like an hour drive away, you know, mm-hmm. on the other side of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And um, and her name was Sandra Broad. And I somehow got into her class. Yeah. And I don't know. I didn't I didn't have a car. It, the whole thing is kind of like a blur because I don't remember how I got there each week. <laughs> but every week I would go and it was like she was opening up an entire world to me. Wow. We had our first on camera, you know, mock auditions mm-hmm. and things were like she had actually done a couple commercials and been in a couple movies that came to town. Right. So she started a class and I'm so grateful to her because she's not with us any longer. She, she passed away years ago, but, um, I really wish that I could talk to her now because, um, there was one particular workshop that was kind of key and I didn't find out about it till kind of late in the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I, it was, it cost a couple hundred dollars to Mm -hmm. go. And back then I, you know, as a teenager, I didn't have that money. Right. And there was already a waiting list. So there was no way I was getting in. Mm-hmm. But somehow, I, magically, the night before, my grandmother knew. My grandma was always there saving me. <laughs> and she, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And she, 
was like, if you really want to go to this, I'll give you the money. So I called yeah. Sandra, brought her home. Don't know how I got her phone number yeah. or any of it. Again, all such a blur. Right. And I said, I want to come. And she's like, oh my God, there's a waiting list. You can't come. I'm so sorry. Oh. And we hung up and I was so upset. And she called me back and she's like, look. You're coming. Oh, Don't wow. tell anybody. And so I came, and from there I met my very first manager that got me to move to New York, and he was oh doing a doing a tour across the country, just I don't know, talent scouting or making money on workshops or whatever. Right. But right. it worked right. for me. And he was with um, um, Mike Fenton, yeah. who's huge casting director. Yeah. He cast E. T. and yeah. like a lot of that's just one iconic iconic movie he's done yeah, but right. um so he said hey he took me aside into a different room after we did these monologues and, and mm. these scenes and said hey uh lose 10 pounds get rid of those fingernails <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> i had some fake fingernails now and, i want to tell the audience we, we lived in an era then okay that and it was the early 80s i guess the maybe mid 80s that where they they would tell you things like that and i think now that's taboo you're not allowed to say things like that anymore but uh but back but, yeah then, yep they would say things to us like that and guess what we would lose those 10 pounds we would do what we were told to do but it's yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, okay what else you want me to cut off an arm oh, gotcha. I, love it. <laughs> yep, I hate to say it but man I, i'm with you i was that one i would sacrifice whatever i had to do and uh there was something beautiful about that and i'm gonna make a lot of enemies saying that but um so let me move forward well, then. it's cutting to the chase yeah. right it's yeah, not yeah. leaving you to guess it's like what is it that you want changed and i'll see if i can do that i don't know i we'll love see. it i love it that you said that um and and, and and so then you moved to New York. I have to ask you, though, before mm-hmm. we leave Detroit, uh-huh. I have my best friend is uh, one of my one of my best friends is is not only from Detroit, but she was in the music industry. She's a huge R&B mm. uh, star, you know, uh, oh, and she, she's been on the show actually many times, Terry Dexter, and she's in the the soul music and R&B uh, industry and has been for many years. But uh, my question, you said you would just sing improvisationally. So being from Detroit we have to always ask hey what's your what's your music background well I do have a little bit of a music background I was in a number of bands oh. dive bar bands okay we play actually played a bar in Detroit called um the, the oh, Nancy Whiskey oh. that's the name of it and during one of our um shows one night someone was stabbed in the bar <laughs> no okay <laughs> yeah they they took it outside and moved along oh, and everybody no. closed the doors Locked him up until we were cool. But yeah, yeah lots of stories like that played all over the yeah. Down River oh. and Detroit area in, in Michigan and um, yeah. number of weddings and things like that. But, so but the fact, I've been in a lot of musicals, but, but, not, but I have, haven't really pursued a music career. Okay, because I was going to ask you, you know, you got your agent from that 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 class and uh, and I believe that was fate. And then you, you go to New York and usually yeah. we think about New York as being musical theater. We think about things. So what were you doing in New York and how did you in, end up in L.A.? Well, I, my manager um, had a very a client that was big at the time. So he had a little bit of pull here and there. He got me my agents and uh, an apartment. Even I even lived in, in her, my, his big name talents apartment for a long time. She's super kind. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, he's a, he's he's a little problematic so i don't want to mention his name okay. he was but um but um but she was fantastic and gave me a lot of advice and um uh so we i just started auditioning for things and yeah. i lived there for about i always say 2 years but it was just under 2 years really uh-huh. and in that time 
I got my SAG card. I was doing the Cosby show a, wow. a couple of times. Okay. No incidences, just in case anybody's wondering. Nothing yes, weird happened uh, there. that came to mind. Um, <laughs> yes, that came to mind. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and just a side note about that, though. I remember at the time thinking I was so honored to meet him. Yeah. And um, he treated, he fed us really well, even if we didn't have big parts on the show. Uh-huh. And um, he had his housekeeper working there because mm. she wanted to make extra money. So yeah. he'd let her be on the show. And I just, oh man, you know, yeah. sometimes you just don't know what's going on. Well, with people, and, but. <laughs> and and there are two worlds. People like that have two two sides. And and uh, and I, I mean, personally, I he, he got convicted, so I can say, you know, that a jury yeah. a jury decided this for us. But uh, but the point is, you had a positive experience with Bill Cosby. And, I and, sure did. And I will tell you this: since we're bringing up Bill Cosby, my family has a history that we get together and we listen to Bill Cosby's very old stand-up comedy records. And we like sit, on vinyl. Oh, yeah. on vinyl and some of the videos he did. And he did a, a, a an album called Bill Cosby himself. And then he also did something. Uh, it was uh, Bill Cosby 49 when he turned 49. And I will tell you that we quote from those all the time, even though we understand and we have accepted that he did what he did we are not going to let that taint the joy that we got from him and you have to say that as well right you had a good experience yeah from i mean he gave me an opportunity and i'll just thank him for that and move thank on. you there you go <laughs> hello now tell me then what got you to la i know you were in new york but i know you're in la now right yeah uh, yeah again the same manager after oh. i was in new york for about a a, a year and a half mm-hmm. he started talking about la and i was like what <laughs> i i my dunia what i didn't oh. i don't know and he's like no you really need to move there's more stuff going on there That's and right. so i was just like okay That's i did right. i did just about everything he told me to do <laughs> but back then you know i we didn't have the internet right i couldn't like I didn't know all the yeah. things I could be doing every day for myself. So I relied on him a lot, yeah. which was not the right thing I know now. And, um, really? again, you oh, know, tell me, now, timing, now, now, I don't get that. What you say, you know, that well, now, what, why? Well, just meaning like now you can hustle so much more for yourself than sitting around waiting for the phone to ring okay. and waiting for your representatives to do all the work, which is not what they, I mean, they should be right. working for you, right. but you've got to work harder for yourself than they are and back then Um, you didn't have the the accessibility to the industry you didn't have these these outlets yes right you could just go to like the the drama bookshop and and uh look up casting people you're talking about you're talking about samuel french i mean we were we lived in samuel french right um drama bookshop in new york but yeah samuel french in la yeah exactly and it's so sad that doesn't exist anymore man uh, it, it's it's heartbreaking because that uh, actually that's I lived there I literally did and I only lived a blo- uh, couple blocks from Samuel French in L A and uh, in what a what a wonderful way to to study your craft literally yeah uh, and then get and be amongst your people oh my gosh you walked in and you could just smell it you know uh, yeah so tell me then you're in L A so did you what was your breakout role what did you do right away that you know. Gosh, it seemed like more of the same just from New York. I seemed like I sat around and waited for things (laughs) to happen. And then some life happened Mm -hmm. and I got married to a very nice person. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still (laughs) friends with and moved back to Detroit, lived there for a while. And then, you know, 
Yeah. I went to see Pulp Fiction. <laughs> and oh. I, and um, oh. I got left the theater and yeah. stopped in the bathroom first and cried for 20 minutes. You said, I I, just I've got to do Los it. Angeles. I've got to get back I, into it. You know, not that if I had been in L.A. at that time, yeah. that Clinton would have um, said, hey, Lisa. Yeah. But yeah. Detroit. There's no way the Quentin's yeah. going to talk to me. Yeah. So I was like, what did I do? Oh, my God. So I spent so much time yeah. trying to get back to L.A. and trying to get my husband to move. And yeah. I ended up moving without him for a long time. And we had a long-distance relationship. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're still friends, like I said. But, yeah, that's that's it went on for a long time. It was really well, hard to Well, you know what? And you and I, uh, we talked before the show that we have a lot in common. And that's another uh-huh. thing we have in common. I ended really? up, I moved to West Hollywood by myself because I had to. I just said, "This is what I do," and I and I yeah. uh, I was teaching it at the uh, the L A. Um, Academy of Dramatic Arts, but I was also a professional oh, wow. working actor. You know, I was doing it all, and I was like, well, I got to live here in order to do this. Yeah. I had, but uh, I will say this though: my husband and I did make it work, but it was, it, you know, it was hard. It was really hard. Now, now you though stayed in L.A. Uh, you, you once you mm-hmm. left Detroit that last time, you you've been in L.A. this whole time, right? Yeah, it's, I, I haven't done the math lately, but I think it's like twenty. Four or five years. Well, your IMDb tells on you because it has been that long, and <laughs> and you have been very active. And I want to know, in your in your opinion, what do you consider that big memorable breakout role? The one that you always like. If somebody says, "Well, what have you done?" and you say it, what what do you what do you say? You know, I oh man, I I don't know that I've had that huge breakout role yet. Well. I've just been consistently chipping away at everything, but I can tell you about times where I felt like I leveled up. Okay. There are definitely certain jobs where I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. And then I can't <laughs> go back. Like for instance, I, I, one of my big ones um, early on was the new adventures of old Christine with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh. I had a scene with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <gasps> there who is go. One of my all time heroes. I yes. absolutely adore her. I yes. could go on and on. I talked to her about her earrings. <laughs> she had these ruby dangly earrings where it cross service. I'm like, oh, hi, hi, I like your earrings. Um, oh my God. I, I could just, yeah, I would just fawn all over her. But um, <laughs> she's an incredible talent. And I was like going, getting paid to go to school for a week and uh, watch her yep. in action. Yep. And um, after that, I was like, okay, yep. right. Yep. Got it. And then there were certain other things over the years where, you know, and then somehow, like, the self-tape game has changed everything for me. I'm auditioning so much more and booking more. I don't know. It's wow. Just, I don't have to drive and look for parking. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I, we were talking about this on the show recently about the self-taping thing that's come even out of the pandemic, especially, and that it is landing people more roles. And yes, you're right. The parking. See, if you're not from L.A., everybody. You don't have any idea what we deal with. Trying it makes to, me a crazy person. <laughs> it makes us all crazy. In fact, I I'm not a cursing kind of person. Where I go, but I I I have many special terms uh, that I that float out of yeah. my mouth, and so that's why we you, you become someone different. You do <laughs> that monster. And my my husband, he'll even say it to me. You know, he'll like, "Who are you when you're?" And I'm like, "Just leave me alone, man. I'm looking for a park." Parking space, so you know these people. 
Oh, Don't mind me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, tell me then, uh, you you said you've got some nice roles that you've had, and we're just so happy to hear that because, see, everybody makes that sacrifice. They want to get, get out to L.A., do their thing. And then for my musical theater and my theater people, they go to uh, New York, do the same thing. But I have to ask you a question I've asked many times to my guests, and this is, mm-hmm. you, you've been in the, the business now for, for uh, we can now say plural. Decades. Okay. <laughs> you, wow. know, uh, you know, and I'm and, still trying to be in my 40s, please. <laughs> I, I know your age because I saw your internet and you, you're only a year younger than me, but I'm not going to tell my age so that I'll keep your secret. Yeah. Well, I'm playing, I'm, I'm auditioning for a little bit younger than my age I right know, now. Right. And I'm just trying to hang yep, yep, in there. You know yep. what I'm saying? I do. I do. And I will tell you this <laughs> most people know that I, I do not ever tell my age because I can pass for someone in my early 40s so I just leave it alone but uh but I will I will ask you though <laughs> how do you keep honing because uh, so many of the working actors that and I've worked with a lot of celebrities and I'm talking about you know the people who've been in the business for many many years they're well-known names and the reason I know them most of them is because I attended classes with them and they were still honing, yeah. even in their later years when they had already become celebrities, they're still attending either classes, or doing improv, doing whatever they have to do on a on a weekly basis. What do you do? Yes, the learning never ends. No. I mean, I imagine, I don't think Julia Roberts is sitting around in a class somewhere doubt this it, week. Doubt but, it, But, you know. Yep, yep, I agree. <laughs> But you got to keep going. And for me, it's been hard. You know, every, for, uh, for everybody, it's been hard. Yeah. Um, COVID and everything and uh, everything kind of shut down. So I haven't been in the class in, in quite a bit, but right. you know, online stuff is awesome. And I've, I've taken a lot of online classes and a lot of, you know, different zoom stuff and, right. um, and workshops, a lot of workshops with casting directors mm-hmm. online is helpful mm-hmm. because just getting you used to being on the other side of a video screen and yeah. being in a virtual waiting room for a commercial instead yeah. of yeah. the actual waiting room is, it feels so different, but right. Really, if you can just remember that what they're seeing on their end is what they would be watching on the monitor anyway That's if you were right. in the room, then you can just kind of overcome that. It but. seems to me that this uh, this online auditioning that, that most people are having to do now, where we're not driving to the studios anymore, and I'll tell you what, that, there was no such thing as this 20 years ago. Right, and and right. we would drive to the studio, find that parking space. That's why we were cursing our heads off. But uh, <laughs> but now, the, to me, it seems like it would be so calming to, to be able to do it online the way that everyone's doing it now. I uh, know. Yeah. I'm really embracing it. <laughs> I can't. You know, there are I, people that don't like self-tapes really? or whatever. They're, maybe they're technologically challenged okay. or whatever. But my yeah. husband is a huge help. He is my IT dude <laughs> and my reader and my yeah. uh, coach. Right. He's, he's an actor as well. He's got a degree from USC and he's been getting a little bit of you know, now he's ramping up his auditions. And so yeah. we feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's stuff happening over here. It's hey. great. And he doesn't let me slide on anything. He's oh. a really good coach. So he's been filling in for my gaps in classes. Well, good for you. I was not married. I have not been married for 33 years to a man who knew anything about the, the uh, <laughs> acting industry. So I would sometimes uh, way, way back, even when we first started getting into self-taping, uh, you know, early, I mean, it was the early part of that, but it was the end of my actual acting career because I got into teaching and all that but mm-hmm. uh, he would he 
would videotape me and sometimes I'd look back at the tape and he I'd be off in like the corner he'd only get my like he would, I mean, he'd chop <laughs> off my head and uh, so great. That, that's yeah. great that you guys have it I have to ask you though because we're all, we only have about seven minutes left and I thought uh, before I leave this conversation I want my listeners to hear you explain the the day in a in the life of a working actor what 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 is a, a like like mix about 20 days into one and tell I us I was going to say okay, yeah you have okay. to because there's no day that's it's the same I get you it know? I get you it you don't get up and do the same thing every day just like if you're going into an office job but sure uh, and that's part of the appeal and also it's challenging sure you know sure. I would say that on any given day I check my um my all my actors accounts about a hundred <laughs> times a day to sure. see if an auditions come in I want to confirm immediately or as soon as possible yeah. because that's a big uh, complaint I've heard lately from casting directors they can't you know because now you have to confirm on actors access right and people aren't remembering or doing it late in the game and 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 casting wants to know right away if right. you're committed to this or not oh. so I try to be on top of everything as far as that goes mm-hmm. um, and then again my husband uh, Jeff helps me um, I sometimes I could have I could have three auditions or I could have none or I could mm-hmm. have seven in two days. It gets a little crazy. So you got to right. sit down and figure out not only memorization and all the stuff you got to do as an actor to get through the scene, but then you got to figure out what you're going to wear and what yeah. their specific instructions are for each audition That's right. because most of them are different. And if you don't pay attention to their instructions, they think you're an idiot and they don't want to hire you. Because well, and how they are you don't know think how to get to work. And, that, you can't and there you go. And they are very, uh, if you can't follow instructions, they're going to wonder, can you follow direction? And when the director tells you, I want to see this and, and you're like, well, uh, you know, what do you mean? Or not listening. Um, it's, it's a huge part of it. We had an audition class just on Monday, a master class where we talked about that. That's so important to follow directions. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not saying I've, I've always gotten them 100% perfect, because sometimes I read something wrong or whatever. But oh, yeah. it is really one of the most easier ways you can uh, <laughs> do your job correctly, so that they, they understand, you know, that yeah. you're, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, I love that. So really, uh, you know, your, your, your agent is submitting you and you're just following up on the on the uh, the actors access just or whatever mm-hmm. LA casting whatever and making sure yeah. that that you're responding quickly enough yeah mm-hmm. go ahead I have a great I have a great team right now I'm commercially with DDO I'm um, with PMT small boutique agency for theatrical and mm-hmm. I have management team that is just powerhouse CSP uh, Liz Fuller she is Woo, I'm so grateful for my team. And they're all women. Yay! Oh, and um <laughs> I love it. Just a badass women team oh. and they work so hard yeah. and I and I know that they believe in me mm-hmm. and they are so encouraging and they work with me and I really love them a lot. So You just um, gave I'm us happy right now. you gave us such a wonderful description of success. Because see, not everybody, like you were saying, you know, not everybody's going to be that 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 superstar, you know, uh, Julia Roberts and and things like that. I mean, but you are working. You have a great team that you're happy with. That to me yeah. is success. You have a happy family life. So the way I look at it is, guys, if you're listening, <laughs> Julia Roberts shouldn't be the goal. Robert De Niro shouldn't be the no. goal. Uh, 
the goal is happiness uh, and having your team, including your family and your husband and your wife, be that 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 success standard. Uh, so then I have to ask you, what is your advice? What is your ultimate advice for my <clears throat> listeners who are many of which are just getting started in the industry and they just they want to be where you are right now? Well, <clears throat> got to get in the game. I used to really like that phrase. That used to really keep me motivated. How okay. do I get in the game? Yeah. Now, now my phrase has turned into be invited to the party. Oh. And um, I, I like both of those a lot. And for some reason, those two little phrases get me going. Oh, <laughs> but good. I would say for new people to get in the game, well, first of all, you have to have a headshot that look like you. I mean, that sounds obvious, <laughs> but a lot of times they don't. Um, exactly. Nowadays, you don't have to spend a million dollars, but I always go to one person. I've been going to the same person for 20 years. Her name's Laura Burke. She's, okay, everybody. Uh, she's Laura Burke, one of the best in town. Laura okay. Burke. And when you show your headshots to your reps after that, and have them pick, they're like, "Oh, Laura Burke. Yeah, she's excellent." I mean, oh. everyone, most people know her in the industry, and she happens to be a friend of mine too. So a little plug oh, for Laura. I love but that. Um, she's she's amazing, and she's one of the first people I met when I moved to Los Angeles. She happened to be my neighbor. How lucky am I to move next door to Laura Burke? <laughs> the the most lucky. And I will tell you guys, yeah. go to go to Lisa Coles, and I will have all her links on this podcast. But go to her internet movie database because I will tell you her pictures are awesome. So I, oh, I'm you. corroborating Laura, uh, Laura Burke, right? Laura Burke. Yes. All she's right. Amazing. Well, great. She's and not it, the most expensive town. She's not the cheapest in great. town, but she is consistently solid there you go there you have so many pictures to choose from you can't you won't even know what to do with yourself anything else <laughs> you've got great headshots you i mean uh, you maybe any oh any get advice? an improv oh, get in an improv I class agree. asap i agree i mean i think we talked about that a little bit earlier yep. but uh get in an improv class groundlings ucb second city wherever it is yeah. um it will change you as a person it did for me anyway, because it's scary as hell. And the fear for me never goes away anyway, but it toughens you up. It helps you think on your feet. That's right. And once you're not afraid to look like a complete fool, yes. then you know you're on the right track. Well, and, and You and, have to lose your fear. And that's what improv does, right? It, it You said you yes. were scary as hell, but then yes. it was no longer scary because it became fun. And what yeah. we have to do is turn all of this into playing. Remember, guys? When you go to the yeah. theater in audition and you're on the stage, you are doing a quote unquote play. And that means we're playing. And I tell you, audition teaches you to play. Uh, yes. Oh, I love that. Well, you know, again, we've run out of time. People say, I can't believe it. It's been 30 minutes. But Lisa, Lisa Cole, you are an inspiration. And I am going to sign off right now. But I am so grateful to you. So, uh, Join but you again, oh. and, and you're, you're, I, you know, somebody needs to interview you. Have you been interviewed lately? You're impressive. Wow. <laughs> Your resume blew me away, and you're an amazing singer. Oh, well, Lisa, oh, man, I got to keep talking to you. Maybe we should get together for coffee because you're <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's fantastic, Lisa. Thank you so much. Hang on the line, okay? I'm going to close out. Guys, don't forget, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. Shoot, actually, we're on everything. And don't forget, guys, this has been the Actor's Guide. Tag, you're it. This has been The Actor's Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston-Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com slash podcast.